0: This week, we're
1: really focusing on partners. I suppose it's inevitable in a pregnancy podcast, we talk a lot about what's happening
0: for mums-to-be, but as we know, Claire, it takes two. Oh, I feel a song breaking out. Oh, please don't. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, Dad's Partners, this episode has got your name all over it. But first, let's have our regular look at what's going on for babies and mums.
2: What's happening for baby?
1: This week, your baby is the size of an apple. He's around 10 centimetres from crown to rump and weighs about 70 grams.
0: Well, it's got to be a cooking apple at that size, I reckon. (laughs) His breathing system is becoming more advanced. He's floating in amniotic fluid, so he can't breathe air, but he can suck in the fluid to give his lungs some practice. Your baby's eyes are still shut, but they're now becoming sensitive to
1: light. His hearing abilities are developing too. By the end of this week, he can probably hear your heart beating and your tummy gurgling. He may even hear the muffled sound of your voice. Oh, I love
0: that. I wonder whether that's why babies are soothed by white noise when they're born. Oh, like washing machines? Yeah, it's that kind of background hmm, (laughs) that you have in the womb, isn't it? What's happening for you? Straight in with the nitty gritty
1: this week. Your womb, cervix and vagina have more blood flowing to them during pregnancy.
0: So what does that actually do? It sounds kind of good, I think.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great if you're developing baby, but it also means more vaginal discharge. Ah, yes. Yeah, you're probably already aware of this symptom. You may have even added panty liners to your shopping list or taken to keeping some spare knickers in your handbag. As long as the discharge looks and smells the same as it did before you conceived, it's nothing to worry about.
0: I just know that if I had a spare pair of knickers in my handbag, then I'd probably pull them out when I was paying for my shopping <laughs> or something. I'm like, oh... <laughs>
1: Who to ask? This week we have a question from a dad-to-be who's
0: asking I'm absolutely petrified of becoming a dad. Is this normal? Well, we're probably not the best people to answer this question. Joshua's got two children aged two and four. He vlogs about parenting on his channel The Dad He. Here he is talking about how he was feeling at 15 weeks of pregnancy.
2: When I found out my wife was pregnant and there was definitely an initial fear of the unknown. Then there was the anxiety that came with it. Obviously, I was hugely excited. I always wanted to be a parent and it was something we were planning. But um, yeah, I think the the biggest thing was, am I going to be all right with this? Like, have I, have I got it within me to be the dad that I want to be was the initial thought. There was definitely a, an, a string of worries that went through my head. I don't think it was one thing. It was, have I got enough time? Have I got enough money? Have I got enough space? Do I know how to change a nappy? You obviously care for your partner so you you know it's a a huge undertaking growing a human and so you want to make sure that she's okay because she's obviously the love of my life so I'm aware that this is not just a guarantee that a baby pops out and everything's fine. Being a dad and being a male in this perspective I'm so used to feeling like I have the solutions and the problems and fixing things and there was so much that was out of my control in this pregnancy journey and that in itself was enough for me to be like, oh, wow, like I've got to give up this like level of power, as it were, and just trust in the process and be there for my wife as much as I can, despite not necessarily having the answers. So during my wife's pregnancy, my role definitely changed. I remember being sat with a midwife the first time and she didn't address me. She just literally spoke to my wife and was like, right, you're going to experience this, and you're going to experience this, and and I didn't, maybe it was just my bad experience, it was a one-off, but I certainly felt like I wasn't even included in the convo, and I was like, I'm 50% responsible for this, like, what do I do? (laughs) My wife's being told everything that she needs to do, her diet diet laid out, her routine, and yet I'm kind of almost like an audience member at this point. At first, I didn't feel like there was a role, but then I was aware that there was going to be things that I had to take on more around the house as she became less mobile and growing growing a human. Whereas before I was kind of like the romantic husband and I'd bring her flowers and, and all this kind of stuff. Now it was more like I just need to be more practical. So I need to get her from A to B or I need to make sure the bed's changed or her pregnancy pillow's where it needs to be and her bags arranged. And so although it went against my natural kind of instincts, I had to become more practical and more organised for her. And that was my role throughout. And I realised that, you know, just being sympathetic and more patient, that's 50% of the battle won in my mind. My... I personally found it quite a challenge finding people to talk to about it. There was still this Instagram kind of perfect parenting barrier that I had to overcome where I felt like everyone was doing great but me. So I had to do a bit of searching to find people who would also be vulnerable and be honest. I had a close friend who, who was who was quite honest and prepared me to some degree and was able to answer questions. And I did a lot of work online to try and dig out blogs and vlogs and podcasts to try and just give me an alternative perspective on what to expect. Certainly the community within dads I found was quite closed still. And I experienced either dads were hugely negative about it, never gonna sleep, you're never gonna see your friends, or they were deliriously positive. Where I was like, that's almost not real parenting. So There were people, but I had to dig them out. And the more I felt like I made myself vulnerable and started talking to people about it, the more often they would come back with likewise. I felt like if I'd gone in telling everything is brilliant, that the person I was speaking to would also say, yeah, everything's great as well. Whereas actually that's not what I wanted to hear. I just wanted to hear a real perspective. So so if I had to speak to myself when we were 15 weeks in now, I would say, you're doing better than you think you're doing. As long as you're there and you're trying, that's enough.
0: Oh, I was struck by how much he wanted to find dads who were telling it like it is, rather than saying it's all awful or it's all perfect.
1: And all of those worries about time and money, worrying about your partner.
0: Yeah, we'll be hearing more from Joshua in future episodes.
2: What do you expect this week?
0: So sticking with the partner theme here, we're having a chat about sex. We know we all love this subject. And yes, yes, Lucy, we all know that you had tons of it in your first pregnancy. (laughs) My husband will be so happy I've shared that. Some partners find sex during pregnancy an incredible turn-on, don't they?
1: Yeah, but others, well, it's not even on their radar. Both are perfectly natural responses. Where you stand on the issue depends on a lot of factors, doesn't it? But
0: one thing is pretty much guaranteed. Your sex life will change, don't you think? It's a time of change, baby. (laughs) Right, perhaps the most common reason couples cut back on sex during pregnancy is fear of hurting their baby. Yeah, that was definitely true for us at the beginning so let's clear that one up first if you're concerned about that you can stop worrying right now your baby is safely cushioned in an amniotic fluid filled sack so unless you have a particular issue that your doctor or midwife has highlighted then let's turn the lights down put barry white on (laughs) easy tiger maybe it's quite normal for one partner to be gagging for it but the other might be pretty nonplussed. is this like some kind of personal question are you (laughs) asking me (laughs) (laughs) yeah i reckon it's totally normal for this to happen your partner's pregnancy may make you more turned on than ever you may feel that getting her pregnant is like the ultimate ego boost they are swimmers in there which in turn gives your sex drive a massive lift a lot of people feel closer to their partner than ever before and that closeness is often expressed sexually
1: yeah i mean for many others the first trimester and possibly the entire pregnancy is a time of decreased sexual desire though isn't it and i think a lot of men might find themselves thinking that their partner's breasts and vagina are for the baby it's like her body has a job to do it's less fun more functional
0: yeah that's really true as pregnancy continues the difference between the team what should we call them lots of sex and team no sex (laughs) continue many men for example find their partner's growing body to be the essence of femininity and therefore incredibly attractive yeah others feel Well, the exact opposite, basically, don't they? Yeah. Their partner's growing bump and leaking breasts, just a massive turn off. Well, when you put it like that, Claire,
1: I mean, (laughs) your ideas about sex during pregnancy can vary enormously. You may feel more connected to your partner than ever. And you may even feel less inhibited now because you haven't got to use birth control, things like that. Yeah. Or you might find the idea of having created a life with your partner a massive turn on. And you might love your swelling, curvier body.
0: Oh, I hope so. And on the other hand, if you spent the first trimester feeling sick or being sick, ugh. It's hardly an aphrodisiac. You may be thinking that mums aren't supposed to have sex. You may be worried about hurting the baby or you may be just feeling tired or fat and unattractive. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, many couples
1: find the mum-to-be's changing body as a source of conflict, misunderstanding, maybe even confusion. Dad-to-be may find his partner's pregnant body arousing but not want to do anything sexual because
0: he's worried she's feeling unattractive. Or she may be feeling sexier than ever, but not want to initiate anything sexual because she's afraid he isn't attracted to her anymore. Oh, my. I suppose just let go and have a chat with each other. Let it go. (laughs) Yeah, keep chatting about what turns you on and have fun with other alternatives if full-blown sex isn't quite working out for you. And top tip for dads to be, we have a Brilliant Dads community group where you can find out what other dads are
1: talking about and join in the conversation. Or you could just be a lurker. Yeah, you can lurk in the background. You can also sign up to get our regular baby centre emails too. And while you're looking in the community, have a look on what else is in there. There's loads.
0: Yeah, there's loads, isn't there? Covering really just about everything you need to know about pregnancy and beyond.
1: Okay, that rounds things up for another week. As always, please remember that the podcast don't replace medical advice and you should always speak to your own doctor or midwife if you have any concerns.
0: We hope you stay well, stay healthy and we'll see you next time for 16 weeks. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to The Parent Pod. If you'd like more expert advice and information, chat to others at your stage of pregnancy or get emails tailored to you and your baby, download the Baby Centre app now or visit babycentre.co.uk. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Just search for Baby Center UK. All the info we cover in each episode is linked in our show notes. If you loved our podcast and found it useful, please rate and review The Parent Pod wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to share it with your partner and friends.